Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. friends and welcome. Today we are going to talk about planting the seeds of faith. This is episode 219 and you can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. And I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor which is CTC Math and their website is ctcmath.com. And you can find out information about an award-winning math curriculum for children, grades K through 12. And our sponsors are very important because they help us bring shows like this and this entire network to you for free. I'd also like you to share this episode with a friend. Well, when I became on fire for the Lord, I was so excited that I wanted to tell everyone about my faith. In fact, I know that when we prayed for people and people would be healed or, um, you know, some other little miraculous event happened, I was so excited and I was ready to throw open the doors and start lining people up for prayers. It was like I had this abundance of faith that I just wanted to share. But I had to learn early on through many missteps, that you have to wait for the Lord. I learned that we may be able to plant seeds, but we are not the ones who reap them. God is. And I'm not a patient person, and it was a hard lesson to learn. But I did learn it. How many times are we asked to pray and never hear the end of the story? But that's okay. For one reason, it encourages us to remember other people, and their prayer intentions. I pray for all of you, for all of the listeners. 
I don't know your story. Some of you have actually sent me emails and I'm really blessed when I receive one. But I know that many of us are struggling. We are called to pray for each other and share the good news. Mark 16, 15 through 20 says, He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. You know, friends, the Lord gives us the gifts we need when we need them. Sometimes it is a friend who picks us up when we are down, and other times it's a person we least expect. And sometimes we feel like the Lord is speaking to us directly. I think that's why when you're filled with the graces that God gives you, you want to share the good news with the world. But what happens when you're rejected? What if you're so filled with the love of God that you want to share it with someone who is close to you, and then you learn that they don't want any part of it? How does that make you feel? Well, it makes us feel rejected. It makes us feel like we're not important. It makes us feel like we've let God down. The thing is, we can't take it as a personal rejection, although I'm sure, just like me, you have a hard time doing that. Those that we want to share the good news with that don't want to listen are not rejecting us. They are rejecting what God has for them. Because God has many gifts, and he's willing to give these gifts to us. We just have to be receptive to them. One of the things I try to do really hard is if someone asks me for prayer, let's say someone sends me a text message, I immediately type out a prayer and send it back. And that way, I've taken care of that immediate need, which is a request for prayer. And I don't have to wait till later. And when I do that, it helps remind me of that person throughout the day. That is one way that we can share the good news and we can plant seeds. The issue is that when we're excited, we want others to be excited. But that too is a grace from God. It is freely given, but some refuse to accept this gift and would rather rely on their own understanding and their own ability. Because let's face it, some unbelievers believe that faith is a weakness. They may think that a Christian can't do anything unless they ask God for help or intercession. But little do they know that calling out to the Almighty is a recognition of that which is greater than us, and we're doing it in humility. We cry out to God, not because we're weak, but because we want to thank God, and our faith gives us love and hope. Faith, by its very nature, is love, and love gives us hope. When we think about the Lord and how he planted the seeds of faith, We recall Mark 4, the parable of the sower. I'll read a portion to you, 
Mark 4, 3 through 8. And Jesus said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell among the path. And the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they could not bear grain. Still other seeds fell on the good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. But when reading further, we find that the apostles were puzzled. So Jesus further instructed them. Then Jesus said to them, and this is verse 13 through verse 20. And Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes it away. The word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word. At once they receive it with joy. But since they have no root, that only lasts a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires of others come and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like the seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. And that, dear friends, is how we are as well. We as Christians can be so excited when things are working out for us, and other times we fall short because things are hard. Once we received the word with joy, we may have heard it, but our roots were too shallow and it didn't take. Maybe we heard the prosperity gospel that teaches, among other things, that if you're a believer, only good and blessings will come to you, and only unbelievers have bad things happen to them. Well, we know logically that's not true. Yet we know that some have a shallow root. They may believe for a while, but then when something happens that destroys that faith, they let it go. Some people will say things like, well, bad things do happen to good people, and they blame God. We shake our fists and say things like, God, I've always followed you, and this is how you treat your servant? And I know this firsthand because, sadly, I've said that more times than I care to admit. The good news is we can repent and start again. Each day is a new day with God. God does not hold grudges, and God is in the present moment, as are we. However, we think about the past, and it still has a hold on us. It's that whole woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, I should have done this, or I could have done that, or oh, I wish, you know, this would have happened or that. Friends, that's one of the enemy's way of disturbing us and destroying our peace. 
But what about the seeds that fell among the thorns? The Lord teaches that they fall on those whose lives are filled with things such as a desire for wealth and what they can have from this world. And that doesn't allow the person to grow in faith. It chokes out the word and it becomes unfruitful. Just for fun, look up the word fruit on any Bible app and you will find many, many references to the word fruit. In Matthew 21, verse 43, we read, Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. When you share the good news, even if it's rejected friends, you are bearing good fruit. The production of good fruit is through the grace of God, again, freely given, but not accepted by some. And then lastly, we learn that those seeds sown on good soil, that those who hear the word and accept it will produce those beloved crops. The crops are, as Matthew declares, the fruit of faith. And we also read about the fruit of the Spirit. We've talked about that in other podcasts. This fruit must be shared. But I want to caution you to wait upon the Lord. As I shared earlier in this podcast, I was ready to share the good news with everyone, and yet it was met with resistance. And I was at fault because I was doing this under my own power. Have you ever sat there and said, oh my gosh, as I'm listening to this podcast, I wish, you know, this person and that person could listen to this because we think it doesn't apply to us. We're already there. And we might be. But one of the problems is that all we can do is wait upon the Lord and we need his grace to be able to move forward and to share. Remember, we can plant the seeds, but it is up to the Lord to gather them as the fruit grows. One of the best ways that we can plant seeds is the example of our life. And where do you begin? With your family. And then, if you feel a nudge from the Lord, you share it with others. We know when we should say something and we don't. You might have a feeling that you should say something to a friend, but yet you let the moment slip away. One of our pastors shared that when people would share jokes that were inappropriate, he would say, stop, I don't want to hear that. And if they just started laughing and kept going on, their joke, he would walk away. His example to others was that a man of God was held to a higher standard, but he also shared that it often made a difference and the joke teller would later apologize. Other people would see his witness. It's just not for people who are ordained or men of God. It's for all of us to stand up for our faith. How can we stand up for our faith in a way that plants seeds. A car weaving in and out of traffic or speeding with a Christian bumper sticker that says God saves or Christian on board or something similar, needless to say, would not be a good example of planting seeds. And I think sometimes Christians get a, a, the bad rap of, you know, being hypocrites. And we're all, you know, fallible. Yes, we all make mistakes. But the difference is when you ask for forgiveness and you move on. We repent, we ask the Lord for forgiveness, 
We ask the person that we've hurt for forgiveness, and again, we move on. So pray about what the Lord wants you to do. The best thing is to listen in the quiet without the distractions of the world. I know my mind wanders too when I start reading the Bible, but if we pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us, we can allow those words to fill our heart. I challenge you this week to pray and seek the Lord and ask him to bring you people that you can share the good news with as he leads you to share. May you be blessed this week and always. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.